Today, welcome to Partakers and our series, Wow Jesus, looking at the life of Jesus as told in the primary documents about him, the four Gospels of the New Testament. Today I want to talk about the Christian disciple and Jesus' baptism. Luke writing in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 23, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. In the next few podcasts we will discuss certain events in the life of Jesus. But today we start with Jesus' baptism as it also shows the commencement of Jesus' public ministry. Jesus is now, as we just heard, about 30 years old. John the Baptist precedes all gospel accounts of the start of Jesus' ministry, and this is primarily because repentance before God is the key to starting a new life in God's kingdom. And we have three witnesses. Firstly, we have John the Baptist himself. And there's when John came start of chapter 3 of Luke. When John the Baptist appeared on the scene, no prophetic voice had been heard within Israel for over 400 years. His coming was part of God's perfect timing for everything that relates to God's Son is always on time. Galatians 4.4, 4, John 2 verse 4, and John 13 verse 1. And how did John come? Luke chapter 3 verse 3. Dressed and acting like an Old Testament prophet Elijah, John came to the area near the River Jordan, preaching and baptizing. He announced the arrival of the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 3 verse 3, and urged the people to repent. John's baptism looked forward to the coming of the Messiah, while Christian baptism looks back to the finished work of Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. And why did Jesus come, John come? Luke chapter 3 verse 4 to 20. John the Baptist was a voice crying in the wilderness. Isaiah 40 verse 1 to 5, Luke 3 verse 4, John 1 verse 23. Spiritually speaking, the nation of Israel was living in a state of unbelief and twisted spiritual reality. The people desperately needed to hear a voice from God, and John was that faithful voice. It was John's work to prepare the nation for the Messiah and then present the Messiah to them. John is also compared to a farmer who chops down useless chaff, Luke 3 verse 17. Many Jews of the time thought they were destined for heaven simply because they were descendants of Abraham. In Luke 3 verse 7, John depicts the Pharisees as snakes. John the Baptist was also a teacher. He taught people to live their new faith, Luke 3 verse 10 to 14. He told them not to be selfish but to share the blessings that they have received with other people. Tax collectors were told by John to do their work honestly. Soldiers were to stop using their jobs for personal gain. John clearly stated that Jesus was the Lord, Luke 3 verse 4, and the Son of God, John 1 verse 34. So John the Baptist is one witness, and there are two more witnesses, the Father and the Holy Spirit, in Luke 3 verse 21 to 23a. Jesus comes to John the Baptist and presents himself for baptism. 
John initially refuses to do it, Matthew 3 verse 13 15. He knew that Jesus of Nazareth was the perfect Son of God, who had no need to repent of sin. Through his baptism, that is Jesus, he identified with all sinners that he came to save. We have seen already that it is the start of his public ministry. Acts 1, 21-22, Acts 10, verse 37-38. But why did Jesus get baptized? In replying to John's initial refusal to baptize, Jesus said, It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Matthew 3:15. This looks forward to the cross, because it is only through the baptism of suffering on the cross that Jesus endured, that God is able to fulfill all righteousness. The us referred to means Father, Son and Spirit. When Jesus came up from the water, the Father spoke from heaven and identified him as the beloved Son of God, and the Spirit visibly came upon Jesus in the form of a dove. And Jesus was the Son of Man, according to the genealogy, Luke chapter 3, verse 23b, to the end of verse 38. And the genealogy is here to remind us that the Son of God was also the Son of Man, born into the world, identifying with the world's needs and the problems of mankind. Through the genealogy we see down through the generations, Jesus is linked to Adam and ultimately God. The phrase the Son of generally means any remotely connected descendant or ancestor. It is a reminder that Jesus being Joseph's legal son, was part of a human family, tribe, race and nation. Jesus' line goes back through the Old Testament from Joseph to King David to Judah, Jacob, Isaac and Abraham to Methuselah to Noah and Adam. The genealogy with its link to David shows Jesus' right to ascend to David's throne, Luke 1 verse 32 to 33. The genealogy shows Jesus' total humanness and because he is linked to Adam, identifies with all humanity, and not just the nation of Israel. But there is one difference between Jesus and all other humans, in that Luke doesn't stop the genealogy at Adam, as he would have for all other humans. Luke ultimately leads and links Jesus to being God's son. Luke writes us that Jesus was the son of God, Luke 3 verse 38. Adam had come into the world bearing the true image of a son of God, but when Adam disobeyed God, that image was marred and scarred due to sin entering the world. And all people bear that, except one, and that was Jesus. The voice from God the Father ratified Jesus as the Son of God. Not a Son of God, as some may claim, but the one and only Son of God. This genealogy points to the unbroken relationship between Jesus and God. Jesus is as Adam was before Adam's disobedience. For more to think about, please do read Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 30. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together? Question 1. What lesson can I learn from the ministry of John the Baptist? Question 2. What link is there between being tempted and doing the work God has given me to do? Question 3. What lessons can I learn from Jesus' rejection at Nazareth? 
Thank you.